I believe in the good things coming, 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 coming. I believe in the good things coming, 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 coming. And good morning, good evening, good night, wherever you're on with Waking with Aurea. And today's show is the art of supporting yourself, doing what you love. And I have, I'm just excited about it, so I'm going to go right into it. I have fantastic, awesome people that I met not too long ago, uh, Melody and Jared, who are here to have a conversation just a real candid, honest conversation about this journey of supporting ourselves, doing what we love. It's been promised to us that that is the holy grail. You know, we always, we have this fantasy about true freedom. And while we have, we have been redefining true freedom for a while in the spiritual community, at least from my experience, where the old way of looking at freedom has been to do whatever you want. That's what everybody wants oh, in the past. I want to do whatever I want. I want to have money so I can do whatever I want. I want to be hit the lottery and whatever it is, so I can do whatever I want. And when I started doing my spiritual work, a teacher of mine came to me and immediately said, let's redefine freedom for you. Let's redefine power and let's redefine freedom. We redefined power from the ability to control to presence and in a creative engagement of sharing. That's a whole other thing. Again, power is not as the ability to control, but the power that presence has when it's shared. And the journey of cultivating personal power is about community building and strengthening our presence. And then... The next thing came freedom, because it was very important for me and for everybody that I was working with, and I assume for you, the listener, is that for as long that you go for this freedom in a sense of you can do whatever you want, you're missing out on the real reason why we're here. We're here to create together. We're here to come back to ourselves, come back into harmony with nature as a community of human beings, as a community of living organisms. And for as long that we see freedom as this permission to not do anything, life is not going to support us the way it can be or it does naturally. Life will support us naturally when our quest for freedom is redefined by the ability to format your life around what you love. Real freedom is the ability to format your life around what you love. And everyone has this essential task. And we have gone through so much heartache looking for our purpose, searching for our essential task, where I'm suggesting, and it's been suggested to me, that everyone has the same essential task. It's to know what you love, to know, experience, and share what you love. When that becomes your goal, when that becomes your truth, when that becomes your business model, then you are, ultimately, you are on the journey of nourishment. The quest itself is nourishing because we all know that the the courting after a mate or the dating period, if, uh, while we still flirt, 
is one of the most nourishing aspects of the relationship because w- there is a place of surrender. There is a place of leaning into the mystery, leaning into someone else, and really experiencing shared presence, really having the ability to pay attention to someone else. And in this quest for professional freedom or whatnot, freedom in our career, in our life, to be able to format our life around what we love, it's the same thing. It's knowing what nourishes us, knowing what makes us tingle, what gives us goosebumps, the part of us that is willing to surrender into the mystery, the part of us that's willing to take risks because the result, the experience that we're going after is really a sense of awe and wonder. It's a sense of curiosity. We never really look for something specific when we go on a search for love, when we go on a search, on a quest to share love, to service, and to create any kind of experience, whatever it may be, that evokes the feeling and a sensation of love and transcendence and beyond our ordinary limits. And all good art, all good art, that's what it does. That's what it provides. It provides a container, an experience for personal transcendence, a place where we are inspired to be more, live more. We know, we remember who we are in for a second or for five minutes or for two hours with a good movie with spiritual work and any personal development work that has to do with letting go and allowing life and the mystery to guide us, it includes, it must include the guidance and the structure for a human being to let It's more than letting go, it's to trust life itself that has more intelligence. Meaning even, I've been taking yoga for a little bit now, and my teacher recently told me that, at least from his lineage, the point of the yoga he's teaching me is all for meditation. So I'm there for two hours, and for an hour and a half we do some poses, all to get to the 20 minutes of meditation, or maybe five minutes, I'm not sure. But it feels like hours. So... I'm here with you two as, you know, I know I know a little bit, just enough that I would love to hear more about your journey as an artist, your journey as an artist that's truly, truly, truly have the best intentions of heart, the best intentions in your mind, the best intentions with your presence for yourself and for other people. You live in a big city. And they say, you know, if you make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. And I am very much a big fan of the New York crowd. And, you know, in 20 years, this is the first time I'm really enjoying it because I see that it's all, there's so much, there's so many people, there's so many opportunities that we can exemplify community here very fast because the resources exist. We just got to learn how to talk to each other and get rid of some of our neuroses or at least embrace them in community so we can truly build together and not compete with one another like it has been. So, Jared, I 
met yes. you and you told you you're making a switch or a transition is that correct uh, absolutely can you talk a little bit about that yeah um, so it started about I think about two years ago probably almost to the day when I um, I was working in retail as general manager of a, a men's shop down in Soho and I was um, You know, it was a great job. It paid well and it provided me the, the financial stability to be able to um, further my art. But it also, in and of itself, prohibited me from really immersing myself in the art itself. Because I had to do it when I, was, when I was tired. I had to do it in my days off when you really just want to do nothing. Yeah. Like, there, it's, you know, you need those days of just doing nothing in, in you know, New York. It's like you have to catch up on all the, all the stuff you have to do and everything in that. But when, during the tail end of it, I started getting into Kundalini Yoga. Um, and I took my first class. And I'd been, I had all my friends that have done yoga. Like they were like, oh, go to yoga, go to yoga, do this, do that. And I'd never taken a class because um, I always looked at it as a very spiritual practice. But the people that, who, who surrounded me that were doing it it didn't really translate in that way. Like they would still, um, their lifestyle didn't support their practice. And there mm. was like this duality of just like, you know, somebody's telling you to do yoga while they're smoking a cigarette mm. or while we're sitting at a bar having a drink. And I'm just like, and, you know, I was still there too. And I was, I was in the same place they were, but like, I, I find myself, you know, I look back because you know, everything, when you look back is much different than when you're living in it. And like, I found myself, um, I found myself um you did yeah well yeah i literally yeah at that point i yeah i did i did find myself because I, i i you start looking and you start seeing how i was searching for something mm-hmm. and the places i was looking i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't finding it um melody was working at was working nightlife at the time and she had met somebody who was um that's all we could talk about that for for days what mm-hmm. he what he's because he's one of our first great teachers Um, and we could talk about days what he what of what he provided us, but um he basically said, "You need to start doing Kundalini yoga um in the first class I took i was good um well, he was just doing it, and I thought it was amazing like he had this beautiful energy that I was just attracted to, and I just knew that he was doing something that I wanted to do because I saw what it did for him. And it was so beautiful, and that was really what stemmed the um, interest. He didn't, you know, he didn't push it on me at all. He was just so excited. Um, so that was really why uh, my interest was peaked, was just seeing his light shining, you know. I, I, I just want to chime in because that, what you just shared, is what the best advice I can give myself and anybody that is in this process of sharing their art or wanting to share their art because the real the people that we gravitate to the people that we actually buy service from and come back to again and again are people who exemplify their art mm-hmm. the people who live their art and people who rarely they not only they don't really in i mean they they create a space of invitation we know how to find them mm-hmm. but we actually feel kind of lucky almost in a way that we got in and we are in there I, it's and it's not from a place of exclusivity we actually know or we have this feeling that they're going to do whatever they're going to do either way it's up to me 
if I want to make the effort and the mm-hmm. commitment to be a part of their experience. And whether that is premeditated or naturally occurring, I know for a fact it's, it's naturally occurring most of the times. But anybody that's starting out, starting out in this endeavor, to really take that to heart and know that your job is to create a space of invitation. Just practice and put something out there and just let people know how they can find you. And the most important way to market yourself, so to speak, is to just let people see who you are. Mm-hmm. Provide opportunities for people to come see you at your work. And th- th- the results are magic. There's, I'm Jewish, and I know that the Jewish conversion process is in a way where they tell you no. Like when you say, hey, I want to convert to Judaism, they immediately say no. And you know what? That works. Yeah. <laughs> it does work because for any kind of change, for any kind of, when, when, by the time you want people to come to your class, which we'll talk about after we come back to the break about your transition, you want them to have the conviction and the commitment within themselves to do whatever work that they need to do. You're just looking to provide the space and shine as you are. And most people, I see that happening all the time, they keep inviting, they keep sending letters, they keep emailing. Uh, it creates it creates a sense of expectation in your student, customer, client, whatever they may, you may call them, that holds them back from the get-go. It is so much more elegant to literally just create spaces of invitation and let people know and then find ways for yourself to express yourself like this podcast. This is a better marketing tool for me than anything else because I'm just sharing myself. Mm-hmm. I'm just here. Uh, over time, it builds credibility and consistency. But I rarely, if ever, invite anyone to my private practice. And it wasn't something that I was trained at. I was trained the exact opposite. And I had to, I mean, I used to study persuasion. And how to s- I did. And, and, and hypnosis and, and neurolinguistic programming and how to change people's beliefs using sentences. It does come in handy when I actually do sacred work, but it's more naturally than anything else. The moment I, in, I invite people into my circles, it creates a sense of expectation, and I'm very, very, very sensitive to it. So when we come back, we'll continue the conversation with you guys. In the moon of the budding trees I was gifted new eyes to see All of the shifting shape and ways you can be Wake the dreams into realities Wake the dreams into realities I, I just remembered how, how I met you guys and it was specifically Melody that I don't, I don't remember what kind of day I had, but Melody just started telling me something that was so inspirational and motivating and uplifting that I, I, I remember I, I, that was, I just sat there for a couple of minutes kind of almost dumbfounded in a way. Do you know how you hear the right thing at the right time, exactly what you need? I remember that it was so good that I didn't remember what you said because <laughs> I wanted to remember it so much. <laughs> I still don't. 
And that's when, a couple of minutes later, Jared, when we were outside and you came sitting next to me, I literally just said to you, I said, you know, I was just sitting here thinking about your partner, mm-hmm. <laughs> how she affected yeah. me. And... And I keep and, and I've been meeting more and more people like this, like us, because I do the same thing. Like I, I know I'm sitting there in a room, and while I don't invite myself into people's lives, I do have an agreement or a little, I don't know, agreement that I have with life, God, universe. Because when I quit my nine to five and I had no idea how I was even going to pay rent, I remember saying. I'm asking you, life, to take care of my needs, and my commitment is to show up. And I don't know which one came first. I probably my needs were being met by the second I was born, come to think of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. But while I don't sit there and have a marketing hat on, I do have a hat where I feel responsible to show up. So whether it's the Russian baths or the subway, if I really hear something and someone that, and I hear them asking for help in whatever, like I just feel it in my body, I'll butt in. I'll, I'll say something. And I really felt that same experience from you guys in, in some way. That there was a cosmic agreement that you guys do show up whenever you feel another person that could use your presence. Whether you knew about it or not, that is what's happening and the art of supporting ourselves, back to that title, is really our personal dance with that, with that reality, with that fact that we don't have to worry about what we're going to do, how we're going to do it. It's a commitment to show up and making ourselves available, whether it's consciousness-wise, like making these agreements within ourselves, or, and the way I have been doing it too, is specifically making uh, you know, consistent spaces of invitation. Like I have a weekly class at, you know, at a room that I rent, I pay for just to show up. And for two years, it felt like work, honestly. And now it has a life of its own. Same way with this podcast, same way with... But again, it's about four, five hours a month that's doing so much magic in my life. And I just... So Back to you guys, because I, I remember that feeling, that real experience of having you guys in my life just for 20 minutes and it making it a profound impact because I felt like I was not alone. I felt like I'm on the right track. I felt like there is, there is enough support and enough people in our waking community of human beings to support each other. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, you know, I come from this place where it's all about millions of people and hundreds of thousands of people. I don't know. It was always a lot. Like, success means a lot. And now looking at my life, I'm supported. I'm, I'm 100% community supported, if there was a sticker for it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I don't know, 20 to 50 people on average. There's 7 billion people in the world. The art of supporting yourself, it's really for my experience now, it's not that difficult, except if you don't, if, if you want it in three months, it's very difficult. But if you, if you accept the fact that it can take two to four years, it, it really happens, and I've seen it all around me, and I see it all the time. This is why I'm committed and excited about having this conversation. Well, I want to go back 
to you, Jared. Something before the show, you said something, one of you said something about a self-fulfilling prophecy, mm-hmm. and I wrote it down. Maybe, how much of your life right now do you find that to be true? Like, what you're doing? Um, I mean, pretty much all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, well, it's also, I, I, I actually talk about, I think about this a lot, about, um, you know, fate. Like, what is fate? What is self-fulfilling prophecy? You can kind of um, intertwine them into this weird little... Um, Dance. Uh, dance that the mind creates what it is and then you have this idea of you know I, I, I do believe firmly we all have a fate but we can go on other fates we can mm-hmm. you know there's the fate of our soul the fate to um, our, our true Dharma like our true path of our, of our soul and I truly believe that is that every single person in the world it's not, it's not it's it's a complete truth that everyone has a gift from the soul and it's a form of creation it's a form of art That form of creation can be anything it can be music it can be um, you can be teaching it could be yoga it could be a- a- literally anything that begins to shine through um, and when you find that path like it's it's undeniable mm. like the idea of fate is undeniable because fate's an experience and then you have that idea of self-fulfilling prophecy which is um, and also I mean I like to think that it was like I can create the My, my future like visualize manifest and it happens Be- so you acting right now you're because you are a teacher a kundalini teacher i am a kundalini yoga teacher yeah and you are making it more and more your full-time life that yeah that's you know that is that is what i am doing and this month per it's 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 it's, it's everything this whole journey every yeah when you said two to four years i keep hearing four years because we listened to another podcast and you said that you know after four years everything started going on and then and like this is like the first two years after the fact that i lost my job like this is the first full month where i basically have a full schedule of teaching i mm. have um i have two extended workshops that are coming up at studios and i have I, we have a um a sound gong an overnight sound gong bath on valentine's day that you're and, doing with your partner yeah melody. that melody and i are doing together um How's that working together and playing together how how melody how's that for you um it's awesome to bring a little bit of science into this, um which is how I kind of got into a lot of things um I got into into um studying and looking up um Nikola Tesla and uh, one of the things he says is um if you want to understand the world, think of it or the universe really is to think about it as waves and vibrations and um We, I think, as human beings, are kind of like if you think about a radio, right? you know you you tune to different stations, there's different frequencies, and so I think that the work that we do, what we feed our bodies, how we feed our souls, changes our vibration, and what Jared's talking about, you know with um sorry, I'm a little nervous yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> um It's just a vibration but exactly right. <laughs> breathe, um. Breathe. <laughs> um Finding your Dharma is finding your frequency, your vibration. And when you resonate, I think that's when people see it and they want to tune into that too. You know, they're curious and they want to know. And um, again, that, that's what I saw in others. And I, for a long time, saw them as outside of myself. I'm like, well, that's what they do. And you know, I made all the excuses in the world of why I couldn't be there, and um 
What was your main excuse? Hmm. I guess it's it's always just that, you know, I'm not good enough or I don't have the tools or I don't have the skills or that's just not meant for me or um And what's helping you cross that? What's helping you hmm. break on, breaking on through to the other side? <laughs> it's been a journey. You know, I can't say it's been one thing. It's just an onslaught okay. <laughs> of <laughs> things that all of a sudden are, you know, I'm I'm opening my eyes to, you know, we did um it was it was a couple of things that kind of helped me um, reading Ishmael by Daniel Quinn kind of all of a sudden, you know, it's like, wow, I've never read anything like this before. And then um, going to this survival school, uh, Tom Brown's tracker school. OK. Uh, he talks about awareness. And at the time, I thought I understood what he was talking about. But that word has just continued to grow in my consciousness and and what it means. And um so it was just those things that just stick out in your head, like what you said. Sometimes you don't even remember what they were, but they resonate with you, and you're just like, "What is that?" So and there then was it's a, up there to was you a persistence, to, though. Yeah, and yeah. it kept it just keeps popping up, and then you and it's almost like learning the language of the universe and discovering that it does talk to you all the time. <laughs> it provides you everything, and just having the eyes to see it. So is this workshop that you're doing? And on Valentine's Day, is that the mm-hmm. first? Is that the first workshop you guys are doing together, or is that the first workshop of a kind? Of um, it's the first workshop that yeah, it's the, what we're doing mm-hmm. together. Um, and we just want to do something alternative and special for for Valentine's Day. So the 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 original I, the original name was, I think, Cosmic Consciousness Unique. Gong Bath Unique Slumber Party. Yeah, yeah Cosmic. <laughs> it was like something. You know, it was like really fun, and that's what and that's and that's what I want to translate to all this. And like when I when you take my Kundalini Yoga class, you'll come and like we dance. It's like the first thing you do is we is we dance because it it's not like I like to think it's not that serious. Like it's not like you know you you look at all these things about uh, like these great teachers. They all had like this amazing sense of humor, and you know le- you know. Um, I forget who said it, but they said laughter is the language of the soul. Mm. Yeah. And it's, it's, you got to break down that shell of expectation that people have, especially with Kundalini yoga, because people research it before they come take class a lot of the time. And they have an expectation because, you know, I wear a turban and I wear all white. And like that is, as soon as somebody comes in, they're just like, first time, don't know what Kundalini It's just like, okay. Yeah, it's true. When I, yeah. looked, when we became Facebook friends, you looked a lot different yeah. <laughs> on the Facebook picture than in the bathhouse. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think I, I, maybe at the bathhouse I had the... No, I didn't have it. I usually wrap my head up in the, in the, the, in the towel. But. So when we get back in a minute, I, I want to talk about that, if you guys can, I can even think about it during the break. You know, what? So I know so many people in teachers' training. I know so many people who, specifically yoga and kundalini, and then somehow most of them end up not doing it. Like mm-hmm. I just want to talk about a little bit of what keep, kept you persistent, kept you going. We'll be back in a minute. Sure. And we don't know where to begin, don't know how to fit in, caught in between the lines, fighting this world from inside, can't go back, we're on a one-way track. So, you're both, you're a fascinating couple to me, and I wish we had a lot more time, but perhaps we can do this again. Because 
I'm, I'm, I'm much more interested in going to your Valentine's event now, knowing that you guys have been together for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And you both are, you're very much like so many of us that are making this transition and making the shift. But somehow you've been persisting to it, uh, through it a lot more than a lot of people in the beginning. Uh, what? So I have many questions. I don't know where to start. But what's keeping you guys together for 11 years? What? What, what is good? Ad- I, I, you know, I have a partner. It's been four and a half years. I have a child. I could always use some good, good advice. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean. <coughs> so first of all, he looked at her and he gave her. Yeah. The shot first. I, I, I think this. I, I think I just got my answer. Well, I just wanted to see what she. Because sometimes she. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's good. That's a whole other. We'll get to it. Um, I mean, for us, it really is just a matter of um, respecting and understanding that you know, Melody is her own individual. I, if she wants to do something, I can give my, I never say no to her. I never speak for her. I never try to do anything to make it seem like, um, she's not her own person. Like she's her own light and I don't want to affect that. So as we, as, you know, when we do stuff and she has, you know, she models as well. So she'll, she'll go do these show photo shoots and I'll be like, okay, like you want to do this? And she'd be like, yes, I'm a hundred percent behind you because I think when you don't, when, when people try to hold each other back, it's, it's a matter of subconsciously understanding that their own limitations. And if I don't see the limitations in myself, there's no way I can see them in her. Can you, can you say that again? Um, sometimes it just comes time to just, I know, I know. Um, but subconsciously when you look at your partner and if you don't see you have to see them without limitations. If I see myself without limitations, they then like she is, you know, go could we go above and beyond, you know, and, and in Kundalini, they we were taught that as a teacher, you want to make your student infinite, like so much more powerful than you. You want to release that in them. And that's and that's and that's what I, I, I really view our relationship as is mm-hmm. it's like I can't hold her back. Mm-hmm. If I hold her back, I'm holding myself back. Mm-hmm. So. Um, oh, that's yeah, and it's and and and, and, and I and I've seen you know I've always been a fairly open person, but until you know Melody and I have you know we've developed this relationship, and through Kundalini we go you go inside of yourself and you start viewing your own patterns. It can be very um, it can be very difficult if you want it to be, or it can just be very liberating if you want it to be, um, because it is a it is a. It is a practice, you know, an early morning practice. We'll get up very early and do a sadhana, um, which consists of, you know, a yoga practice. Like today I just started, um, a teacher of mine yesterday told me I need to do a thousand day meditation for 31 minutes a day. And, you know, it's, it's a practice where you go in to yourself like very, very deeply. And you, you, you learn, you, you learn about yourself. In, in a in a beautiful way, and it's it, and it's not a restricting practice. People think it's, um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm vegetarian. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do I don't do drugs. And people think of that as a as a um, as a life of restriction, hmm. but it's not, because we hold on to these things because we have an energetic attachment to them for one way or another. It could be a subconscious or an unconscious um, uh, process, but in the end, it's like you begin to recognize 
like the attachments and like why was i because mm-hmm. I, I mean i was a i was a daily um cannabis user for for like 10 years and i i didn't realize what was going on until i lost my job and then when i lost my job i pretty much stopped smoking pot um within probably like six months I like the cannabis user and smoking pot have two different connotations. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's, <laughs> I it's all, it's all, it's all. But no, you it, know, it, I was, uh, and then th- and, and you start recognizing and like, and like recognizing these practices, um, you know, seeing myself and then seeing it through her, seeing the change that she was going through. It's like I needed to support her so she could support me. So do you guys have, do you guys share practices together? Or you have your own r- rituals and routines. Um, we have our own, but then, you know, we bring them together and share what we've learned, I think, with one another and, um, watching him change and grow has been really inspiring for me. And it's been something that pushes me through is because I want to support him, you know, and it's the same kind of idea of if I support him in doing everything that he does, I know that that supports myself as well. Mm. Um, you know, we work as a unit, as a team. And um, so watching him just like grow and expand these past two years has been so beautiful and inspiring and magical. And just, um, I, I can't even believe all the things that this man creates. <laughs> and it just seems like he thinks about it and he just does it. And um, it's so awesome. And I think for me, I always tend to, be more like okay I'll allow you to do it and actually a teacher said that as well that if you want to accomplish something help somebody else accomplish it first mm. and uh, I kind of feel I, I feel that way you know and like now I feel like it's time for me to also take the same step and uh, it's really scary but also very empowering and I think going back to what you said um, about a lot of people like it it's hard um, because you are looking to yourself and And if you have limitations of yourself, then of course you can't see that it's limitless, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, if you allow to just let go and say, you know, I'm not in control of how this is going to happen, but I want this to happen, you just put it out there and you surrender, it seems like it just happens for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the key is knowing yourself mm-hmm. and exactly. having the space And the guidance, mm-hmm. at least spiritually or even physically, to know your own patterns and create new ones. Mm-hmm. And that's the work that I assume, and I know actually, you guys provide with whatever methodology and practices you may offer people, but it's always that space and the invitation to get to know yourself mm-hmm. and the space of non-judgment and support and guidance. And people have different tendencies, and people enjoy different things and my partner I mean for her, she loves Kundalini, and she loves specifically the gong in Kundalini. Mm-hmm. I want to hear more about that I don't like what what's the I don't know how long we have in the segment, but what's the, the healing the deal me- with the gong yeah, yeah <laughs> okay, so it's this is actually I have a really funny uh it's not funny, but um maybe. It's a, yeah it, well it's a it was a very I, it happened yesterday two days ago like okay. a very big learning um, a teacher of mine I felt like through this whole process I've been building 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 and then two days ago I felt like I got the the rug okay pulled out from underneath me and it was great 
Um, <laughs> however you want to see that. But um, so the gong, what it does, it, it um, relaxes the nervous system. It works directly on the uh, parasympathetic nervous system um, to completely um, relax at a cellular level. Um, when it's played for an extended period of time, um, as in an overnight gong bath, I have a great teacher um, who does these overnight gong baths. They're all night, played for like, I think about five, six hours. And Melody and I were had, we'd been, I had taken part in playing uh, for an hour and one, and then we had um, been participants just laying around and, and doing it. Um, and I was like, okay, I want to translate this experience for some, for, for another group in my community, in my neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And my teacher had sent me an email basically saying like, you, you can't do this. Okay. Like you can't, like you don't, like you don't have the training because as, as, and you know, it's one of those things where it's like, (laughs) we we were both talking because it was our idea. It was Melody and I both ideas. So it was much as, much as you know sweeping it from her under her as it was for me because as 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 you go through the night different parts of your mind and different parts of your body are activated so mm-hmm. when you slip into this it's called the dream state and the um and the healing practice is called satnam rasayan so you have, to, you have to basically be able to navigate a different realm of the mind at different parts of the night this is the practice that had not been shared very much as far as um uh what it is and what it does because the capacity to go into that state of mind requires so much training so much meditation thousands and thousands of hours to to understand what is truly going on um so the gong bath is it's not an instrument it's a it's it's a it's a tool it's a it's a cool it's a tool of consciousness to um to you know dive deep shape it yeah to shape it restructure it um and you go to one of these events and you know it can be um some people who hold these um i don't even are you gonna do any gong yeah we're gonna um just a gong for an hour yeah yeah yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be a gong for an hour but i'm also you know as a musician i play um something called a hand pan which is inverted steel drum that you play with your hands very 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 beautiful beautiful instrument and i have a friend who plays violin who's going to come and i also do uh, drone instruments so you are combining all of your life and all of your experiences into your current gift yes and i assume that i mean i'm really assuming i don't know that you're open to whatever else will happen and will unfold in your life absolutely like you never know where this is going to take you and this is a word Maybe I want to talk about um, on our next segment. Just little good advice for anybody that's wanting to play in the healing arts. How everybody's looking for their thing all the time. They're looking for that one, but I don't know what is mine, and what's my message, mm-hmm. and what is my one practice. Maybe we can help people get over it and just get going and get started. So we'll be back. Yeah. So. Tap me out and tap me into you Heal my brain and my body too Balance my chemistry Hydrate these cells Cause the body talks and meditation helps The body talks and meditation helps Melody, during the break, 
he said to me that people have a distorted view of love and he just started going on which <laughs> I don't know if you can talk about it again but I would love to hear <laughs> your take again um, so you know we were just talking about our event on Valentine's Day and how you know a lot of people think about couples and relationships and our relationships with you know another person partner and um, really for me is I think that we forget often how important the relationship with ourself is um, because that ability to have unconditional love for yourself is sometimes harder than we think it is. You know, we, we put all these conditions, right? I kept thinking about that word unconditional love and we like say, Oh, well, you know, if I have this or if I do this, then, then I'll feel happy and I'll be whatever. And we put all these conditions on our state of being and um, you let go of all of that. And I really want to help people with just the relationship with themselves and, and having true love and just knowing that you are perfect and you have everything. You just have to see it. You have to open your eyes. You have to allow it. You have to surrender. Um, so the sound, music is the only thing that activates the entire brain. And so that's why I think it's so beautiful, you know, and Jared being a musician and hearing his instrument, it really is so beautiful it's the most the pan that he has i say it's like the most unoffensive sound you can ever hear it's so beautiful and um so it's about letting go and just releasing and surrendering to love and it's something that is kind of elusive when you search for it right you're you were always like looking for something but it seems that the more you look for it it's like focusing on something you miss the whole picture you know, so it's also the same thing. You can put that to career. You know, if you want something so bad and you think that you have to do these specific things to get there, you close your light, of, your line of sight to you know put blinders on almost, and you don't realize that there are other options and ways. There are different paths to go to and, get there. And what you just said, like, really helped me because, and we can tie it back. Let's tie it back to what people can do that that search for. What's my thing? What's my message? And the truth is because I very much feel the same way like what you just said. And I'm willing to bet that anyone could really take the following and realize that the point of art, the point of spiritual work, the point of all these events and spaces is ultimately, at least from my experience, very personal experience that I have with myself. And every time I work with people is exactly what you said is for a human being to have a gentler relationship with themselves if i come to an event and i leave whether it's a magic show reiki massage church gong and i leave having a more open and gentle relationship with myself through my experience of grace and or god or softening or love making or whatever it may be i as a human being have this spaciousness with with myself and and, and a, soft, a softening towards myself, then here is the you know the value is right there. So for anyone that's looking for their tr- for for their thing, to look, to search, to experience whatever gives you the 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 permission and the space to have a gentler relationship with yourself, and go from there. What provides you the permission and the experience of having a gentler relationship as a practitioner because I'm sure that 
as you go, went for Kundalini and Reiki, it ultimately came from the place in you that you wanted to have a more a, a, a softening within yourself. And having that experience and knowing that, oh, the art really is about supporting yourself. The art is feeling safer in the world. And it starts with a relationship. It starts with letting go of beliefs. It starts with just having that intention, quite frankly. I mean, who has it on there? I mean, that should that is should be our main intention. I just I want to have a gentler relationship with myself. I want to have a better relationship, a deeper relationship, mm-hmm. a softer relationship with myself. And perhaps that can be a really... Like you're knowing that ultimately that's how you're doing, that's what you're doing for the world. And the best way of doing it is to recreate the experience for yourself. Like this podcast, for me, is keeping me in service. And that helps me having a softer relationship with myself. And even though it's just one hour, but knowing that the preparation for it and what it means to me, ultimately I have to have a softer relationship for myself in order to let go while I come here. If I would be too hard on myself, then it would all, I would just be trying too much. And I really thank you, Melody, for bringing that up and really reminding people, if you're looking for something, start with and end with the search for a better relationship, for a softer relationship with yourself, truly. And everybody knows what that means. It's not something you can maybe quantify or describe in a paragraph, Mm -hmm. but you know that feeling. You actually know what it feels like to have a softer, kinder, gentler, more friendly relationship with your own existence, with your own being. So perhaps the art of supporting yourself is that quest and, and the commitment and the responsibility that we have to create that for others knowing that that's ultimately how it comes back to us. We are creating a softer world so we can get some rest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we don't have to always be on our toes and remember everything. But instead, just know that we can be. We can just be ourselves. I think you understand that you're also, you're part of something bigger than yourself too. Um, You're almost just kind of like, the messenger of a greater message and I think also like when I take myself out of the equation you know when I taking Reiki um you're just a channel for something greater and you just tune into that universal Whatever thing you call it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and mystery. and you surrender to that and I think that also takes a lot of the pressure off from it it's not just it's not me because when it's just me, it's like, oh, God, I'm not, uh, you know, and all those human qualities come up. But then you just kind of trust and know that it's not you. You're just the conduit for something much bigger that you want to share with others to help them realize that they, too, are can be are part of that message. They just have to open up to it. Um, so, Jared, you're making the switch. You've been making it. You're two years into it. This is your third year. This is it. Uh, now it's your life. It is. It's actually your full time. How are you feeling? Well, well how, you know, like I'm, at only the, uh, I'm at the point where it's the, the faith 
is 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 I have to I'm at the I'm at the point where I need to the faith that I've built for these last two years like I have to it's my leap of faith like right now right I'm at a, I'm at a point financially where um if I have to I have to completely submit to it right. you, and, and, well, and you and, have and I have you just have to get used to yeah, it. yeah I have to get used to, yeah it's true <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm in it. Yeah, I, that's a, I know, I know. I'm, I'm in it already. I'm in yeah. it already, and I know that. But that faith of just being like, it's the mind, and I know my mind, and I, you know, I'm doing meditations so to work on that. Um, but I feel great. Yeah, and I do. I mean, I do what I love, and that's what I want people to feel in our last minute or so, because it is. It has. It seems a little scary, but it's really thrilling as opposed to scary. Mm-hmm. I know that place where you corner yourself into there's no other choice but for it to work. And all of the work that we do is to get here. All of the work that we have done is just for you to format your life around what you love. And now, whether you get used to it or not, it's how much fun and joy you'll have. But the truth is you cannot surrender anymore. You already did it. You did it. Yeah. And... And stuff like that. I was like, that's what I need to hear. Yeah. And that's what, every, that, that, that's what we're here to remind people. That you've always wanted to trust. You've always wanted to be at this place where you take the leap mm-hmm. and screw the net. Yeah. You know? Like, just <laughs> who wants a net? Right. You know, they say that, that um, when you have the net, that people are more likely to fall or something. But yeah. when you take the net away. Yeah, the crutch. You got to do it right. <laughs> no right. there's no falling back so this is this yeah. is a this is a constant <laughs> discovery and it's exciting mm-hmm. and yes we have our moments and we have lots of uh, reasons to feel fearful and doubting but we know that like melody said it's bigger than us i when people want to get in touch with you jared and melody where where can they go um i have a website uh it's just my name it's jared burn so j-a-r-r-o-d-b-y-r-n-e M-A-Y-E-R dot com. And I, I have uh, you know, I have my music on there. I have my teaching schedule if you're interested in the overnight um, sound bath or any of my um, workshops. Cool. Um, my contacts, everything you need to know. Good. To and we'll, we'll put it up on the description and all that good stuff. Cool. Well, it was a pleasure. And I know for a fact we're going to do it again. Uh, thank you thank so you. very much, Melody and Jared. Thank you. Thank you. Is that no? yeah. Namaste. Yeah.